A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So, no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Not For Nothing. My name is Kyle Leon Henderson, obviously, and today I cannot wait for today's episode because it is two friends of the show. Both people here today have been on the show before, and we're so happy that they're back. It is Michelle Castle and Florent Cognac, my friend Flo. Hi. 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 Welcome back. (laughs) Before we get started today... Uh, I have been doing a, uh, well, I say I've been doing it. I did it once because this is the second week of February and I, for Black History Month, I'm doing a Black History Spotlight and I found a fascinating person to talk about today. Uh, his name is Jean-Baptiste Point de Sable. John, John Baptiste Point du Sable. No, you probably wouldn't because he's American. Uh, but basically, he is known as the founder of the city of Chicago. He's a black man. Okay. And obviously, with Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable, he has French uh, French ancestry uh, of some sort. But it's, unre- it's really unknown because he's fascinating, but he's also black. So that means we don't document him. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of documentation on where he came from. The most likely uh origin is that he came from haiti by way of new orleans which Mm. is another french city but then there's some accounts that say he came from french canada french canadian territory to come down but basically uh he was uh a traitor what did they call let me see they called it either the coureur de bois or voyageur Mm -hmm. basically those were both fur traders in America because at the time there was um, there, I mean, it was just the wild West, the Oregon trail, the pioneers, there was no laws. So it didn't matter what your race was. It didn't matter what was going on. He was in the fur trade and he is known as the founder of Chicago. And he married a native American woman Uh, And he was in the uh, fur trade, but this is what I found interesting. He was arrested by the British Army during the Great Depression, or not the Great Depression, um, during the Revolutionary War, uh, being accused of being a patriot, which I don't think he had any loyalty at that moment beyond I want to explore in fur trade. But they arrested him, but instead of what we would have thought in America today, be a, a black man on the loose he was just put to work they uh sent him to what's called a pinery at the mouth of the saint Clair river um around detroit that was a trading post that was under occupation by the british army mm-hmm. so it's believed that he was put in charge of running that outpost for the british because it was Br- instead of, in lieu of being put in jail And then after the United States won their independence, he ran off around 1784 is their earliest account of him not being at the the pinery at St. Clair. He went to the mouth of uh, the Chicago River, which is now where he settled 
is now present day Pioneer Court, which is kind of where the Chicago Tribune is. It's uh, on Michigan Avenue and it's uh, now a national landmark. But it's uh, Jean-Baptiste Point de, de, Point de Sable. He definitely sounds French. Yes. Um, but yeah. So what do you think? That's kind of neat, right? To see that a black man founded Chicago. Yeah. Um, which th- he didn't really like a sophisticatedly found Chicago. The reason they call him the founder of Chicago is because he is the first person to settle there. And as he settled, people settled around him. And, uh, beyond that, the, it was, it stayed the, the, mm. the cropping of people stayed there until it became the city of Chicago. He didn't really have a hand in and on it because around 1800 he left, but what he created stands to this day he wow. went to uh missouri is there is there someone who actually got the real credit for founding chicago other than him or not really like the, everyone knows him as the he is he is lauded as the founder of chicago uh in chicago that. yeah but there are some people who are leaning way into the fact that fur trade was going on in the native americans long before he settled there uh, well, and his yeah, wife but- was a native american and so some people want to give her and her people credit mm. rather than him but he created the outpost he built a cabin yeah which is what is With, right, right and, now and pioneer not necessarily Court. a bad thing but if it was up to her and her people that land would have never been settled right which yeah. Have been true with most of America. Which, you know, all that of America, we'd have been nomadic. Murdered. We'd have been nomadic, <laughs> and yeah. So, but that's, you know, it's just interesting. The reason I picked this is because, one, he's French. Yeah. Uh, and as are you. Did you know that? That you're, you're French? No, I didn't know. Oh, that okay. Um, but also. He doesn't sound French. It's very, um, <laughs> I like to spotlight stories that had nothing to do with really oppression. Hmm. of black people because that is their struggle in history we shall overcome and they did and w- this his, this country was built on the backs of black people but he was just out there doing his own thing entrepreneur till the day he died in 1818 in missouri but yeah it's a great story i love it so yeah look into him jean baptiste point de sable but i do also want to uh, uh to Take a moment to honor someone who passed away last night. Oh. Uh, you, you may y'all, you probably have never heard of him. You probably have heard of him, maybe never heard any of his music. Maybe but I didn't know that he country died. music singer uh, Toby Keith passed away last oh, night yeah, from know. stomach cancer. I don't know. Toby Keith, it, he was kind of an outlaw in country music because he um, he sang a lot of patriotic songs, and I like them. I like his music, and I was listening to it today, and I I was. I, I sort of became uh, a victim of the propaganda. I won't say victim because I do believe that the propaganda is true, but mm. also he had a good heart because he sang a lot of patriotic songs. I'll show you some of his songs after we're done. Uh, like he sang the song uh, Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. He um, It was a song that he wrote in response to 9 11. Okay. And it was, and a lot of people, they find it very simplistic, the Americana in it, and the, the uh, almost blind faith in America. But also, he 
Uh, he got into a very famous fight with the Dixie Chicks, who are now called the Chicks, because they criticized George Bush at one of their concerts in London, oh, and they got into a that? huge fight. And that's yeah. why the country music world turned their back on them? He, he, well, they would have turned their back on them anyway, but he sort of fueled the flames because he felt they were being unpatriotic. Um, but when I listen to his music, it's very idealistic. Yeah. And it's not that he, it's bad. It's that this messaging is way more nuanced. Okay. And America is way more complex than what he, his music believes it to be. But at the end of the day, his music is idealistic and hopeful mm. for America. And he really did a lot for country music. And he battled a couple of years with stomach cancer and he lost the battle last night. So rest in peace, Toby Keith. But with that, let's talk about you two. Um, okay. <laughs> y'all have done something totally relatable and okay. something we've all done, which is take an entire month off your life and just travel to Europe. So yeah. there you go. How's that y'all? Um, first of all, I will say this before I go on, I will say they've been on the show many times, several times a piece. Uh, go back and look through our feed. They're in our feed if you want to know a little bit more backstory. But uh, Michelle Castle and Flo Cognac, they've been together. How long have y'all been dating? Since 2019. Four, so four years. five years. Five, is it five no, years? No, no, four. four years. Four. Just over four years y'all yeah. been dating. And uh, y'all are a pandemic relationship. A successful one. Y'all came through in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is the first time we um, took an international trip together. We were supposed to go somewhere before COVID, and then COVID happened, and then Flo's uh, had a visa situation. His visa lapsed during COVID, and because of that, when everything reopened, he had to wait in like a really long waiting list to mm -hmm. have his case filed and seen yeah. and anything done about it, and it took him after that two and a half years to get... A, and you, a visa to be able to leave the country. And you and went come to back. France alone first. Because you didn't get to go home for quite for years. Yeah. The second he got his visa, he wanted to go home. Yeah. So I uh <laughs> yes, so the, the minute that I got a chance to uh to go home, uh I decided to take a like a like improvised trip home. Mm -hmm. Um it was just like two or three weeks just to see my parents, see everybody, catch up. Um yeah. by that point It had been how many years since you'd been home? Three years. Three years. So I, after three years, I was like, I, gotta, I need to see my family. Yeah. I got to go home, see my family, well, catch up. And that's how we all kind of came together. Uh, we became in the pandemic. You were saying you were in the pandemic. And I watched you kind of sort of get sadder and sadder because you haven't seen your family in years and years because of COVID and international travel. But that's where it all started. Me and Ethan were uh, living together. Me and Michelle were working together. I met you through Michelle. And right. we became this little bubble family that's lasting to this day. We're, yeah. we're eating Chinese food and watching French movies tonight because that's <laughs> what we do. Yes. Um, oh, but Chinese. you moved here in 2016 Yeah. Uh, for college. You're a filmmaker. You mm -hmm. actually were just touting that you are working on your third script now mm -hmm. um, that you've written. And... And Michelle is a prolific makeup artist. I don't know if prolific is the right word, but sure. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. You've done some pretty amazing work, and you've worked with some pretty high-profile people. Yeah, I guess and if you have makeup needs, go to Mishmash, Mishmax, Mishmax Makeup. <laughs> Wait, say my Instagram again. 
mishmas mishmax makeup mishmax makeup yeah um but yeah so that's just a little bit of the backstory here filmmaker but makeup artist best friends forever we've traveled um i just felt the need to give a little backstory because i was like i just jumped right in because this is this is literally the reason one of the episodes where the reason my brother-in-law doesn't listen to the show he told me one time he said it just sounds like a phone call i can't participate <laughs> in so i'm not listening <laughs> but now we're all caught up but yeah you uh got cleared for takeoff yeah. in august right. was it august of 2023 um april. so i got i got my visa in uh april oh april yeah. my birthday oh that's right yeah and uh i took a trip in uh early august um just by myself um to see everybody catch up i couldn't because i had to work and yeah for, i wanted to go well, but also traveling in the summer is expensive <laughs> for well, for Michelle, the so you did it at Christmas time instead. Yeah, right. but but okay, but for that, for that, we bought like way we purchased our tickets like yeah, eight, like eight months ahead of time. But anyway, well, the question, well, yeah, the question is, the question was really when it came to time for me to go home for the first time was, are we splitting the trip in two and we're doing Michelle and I two weeks and two weeks, or mm-hmm. uh, are we doing a month? And I wanted her first time to be a month. Just because it felt like there's so much to see the first time and you that go. we shall unpack because it was a month. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a good month and a bad month. Well, with that, you got to see your family. And now this time it was a little more casual because you had just seen your family a couple of months earlier. So yeah. you bring Michelle in. But not only that, you go you go for a month to France. Yeah. And then your parents join you in France for your mom's yeah. 70th birthday. Yeah. Where do we begin? Um, okay, well, uh, let's begin with this. Let me just say, if you are going to a foreign country for the first time to meet all of your significant other's friends and family, and you want to actually have some time to enjoy yourself, don't bring your parents. <laughs> I, don't, I, let, don't let Mark and Shelly listen No, to it's this. fine. No, listen, they know I love them, but... It wasn't just them. It was the fact that I was meeting all of his friends and family for the first yeah. time. And I had met his immediate family. I just love that you did a month-long vacation yeah. with a two-week vacation in the middle of the yeah. month-long vacation. So for two weeks, you were doing two vacations at once. Yeah. It, it's, it was no vacation. But here's the <laughs> nope. other thing is my parents are also getting older and my mom uh, had a cane because mm-hmm. she needs hip surgery, which well, I did not know at the time we booked the this. But it was so we were dealing with that, and then mm-hmm. and also, your dad had a hip replacement too. Yeah, and then also I've been having stomach problems, and then we we landed in France, and my stomach was like, "Fuck you, I hate you." <laughs> Am I allowed to curse on this yeah, podcast? You, okay, great. You say what you want. <laughs> I promised my mother, cross my heart, hope to die, that I will never say the f word in front of her. But you can say <laughs> what you want. Say it now, though. No, <laughs> I've, I've said it once on this show. Okay, um, so Kyle does curse a lot. No, I'm editing that out too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so don't lie to your mom. <laughs> you had, uh, uh, yeah, it was a month, and you landed, and I, you told me you had you had health issues. The yeah, I had health there. issues the whole time I was there. But besides that, it was a it was not only just a culture shock; it was the first international trip i'd taken post covid it was the biggest vacation mm-hmm. it was the first vacation i'd taken in seven years and my body was like i hate you yeah well and that's <laughs> a long trip because 
Maryland, where you're from, Maryland to Europe is not a terrible trip. No. It's like eight, eight hours. Um, yeah. This, but from uh, <laughs> from California to yeah. France, yeah. that's literally the opposite side of the world. Yeah. yeah. On the opposite side of the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to circle the planet to get there. And that's a lot on your body. Yeah. My therapist also... Uh, told me because I got a little bit of seasonal depression after I um, went to mm-hmm. Alabama for Christmas. Yeah. And he said, well, if you think about it uh, evolutionarily, uh, we were we've always been nomadic people. We move yeah. around. But if you're but when we would travel by boat, travel across you land, even time. on train, your your body yeah. feels the miles. It feels the transition adjusted on the way for you to go around the entire <laughs> globe in a matter of hours. It really messes up your mind and your yeah. body. Yeah. Well, and the, the manner in which you do it, too, crammed in a vessel in the sky with a bunch of other annoying people. I will say this. Um, I usually am all for booking the cheapest ticket. And, you know, we're not rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I have told Flo, like, the next time that we go back, I may be willing to spend a couple extra hundred dollars a person just so we can be a bit more comfortable and mm-hmm. not have to deal with well, being I ill say, when we're there. When we were planning our trip, where we were starting to think about a trip to France yeah. together as mm-hmm. a whole, yeah. I was like, I hate flying. Not because I'm afraid of it, yeah. but because I'm too close to people I don't know. Maybe business class? So I looked at first class. Oh. And mm, yeah, for two people, it's, it's like $6,000. Yeah. I was like, well, that's crazy expensive. Okay, but the thing is, if you have a couple years to save, up for it mm. i i also you i know, don't want to wait a couple of years no, no i know either. no but like business class maybe we i feel like is we could do maybe it. it's we'll gonna see. be listen it's gonna be more expensive but you have a free place to stay you don't mm-hmm. have to pay for hotel. that is true that's so, true so uh, you know free place to stay where I wonder. <laughs> lucy oh i see yeah we'll stay with lucy but yeah but so you had house. some health troubles <laughs> did you have any health troubles did your did your body revolt against you for being in America for a couple of years no. and then going back? No. No, because um, it couldn't. <laughs> m- I mean, no, I didn't have uh, I didn't have any health issues. Mostly it was just jet lagged and, yeah. um, you know, recovering from the trip. Because it's uh, also there's nine hours difference. So you get there, you know, in California, when the, when it's daytime, it's nighttime for friends. Mm-hmm. And when it's, uh, oh, you I know, remember. We did some FaceTimes. Right. So <laughs> so it's always... As many as we could. It's yeah. always difficult. And it's harder, I, I found, to be harder to fly to friends from California because you got to force yourself to go to sleep when you're not tired. Yeah. As to when you come back from France, you got to stay awake. Mm. Uh, and Caesar force yourself to stay awake by doing some stuff. See, and, and I, I just really you know. can't sleep on planes. I mean, I've done it when I, I went to Europe, but don't really sleep on planes either. But I feel like if I was in a chair that maybe actually like laid down. Well, yeah. Let's well, fly Emirates. It's <laughs> right. Okay, nobody's doing that. But uh, um, not only. For more than one reason, but m- the biggest reason being, holy shit, is expensive. Yeah. Um. But okay. So, did you get through your medical? <laughs> I say medical. Your body was just kind of. I'm still not through it. But did you get through it enough to enjoy the trip? Uh, yes, there were, there were times I enjoyed, and there were times I did not. <laughs> so for you, I'll ask both of you this question. Uh-huh. For you, Michelle, 
What is the biggest surprise that you found to be true? Whatever that means. About like, France? Like you had, because Flo has told you about France. You, you know, we all know a little bit about this and that. Your trip to France, what was the biggest thing that you were like, wow, didn't see that coming? Everyone speaks English. It's so weird. I mean, really? not everybody. There are people that don't speak English, but so many people speak English. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's, it's surprising, even just a little bit. There yeah. are, m most Am Americans, I feel like, they don't speak any, well, not even a few words of another language. Well, I don't know if you've noticed this, but since 2024 started, every human I know is on Duolingo learning a different yeah. language. Yeah. Um, so, mm -hmm. According to Flo, it's the younger generations. Well, well it's just English, I feel like, is just the universal language at this point. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, uh, I remember in school when, when I was a kid, uh, you know, we would, everybody would know that English is the language of business. So you mm -hmm. got to learn English. And, yeah. you know, growing up, everybody, every teacher that I ever had would tell me, you got to know English if you want to ever get any place else than France. You got to know English for any other reason. Mm -hmm. So they always been, France always been pushing hard to speak yeah. at least English. Um, so I remember when I was about like five Something like that would start already with like colors, like the most basic things. Mm -hmm. And then, as and we don't older, start learning foreign languages until at least junior high, most places is high school. Mm. Yeah. When our brains are already not right moldable. Right. So, and but see, yeah. my Michelle, my, my uh, one of my both, both of my cousins, and then uh, one of them is like uh, 12, and she speaks almost already fluent English. Mm -hmm. She was able to no, chat. Oh, not with almost fluent. She speaks fluent. Well, she could so, get by. I mean, she could live. And she's 12, you know, and yeah. just because of school. And my, you know, my other cousin is eight. She's and she, learning. She's learning. Mm -hmm. She yeah. was able to understand well, words here and for there. For you, you've grown up in France. It's your home. It's just like nothing to go back there. It's like you probably feels like no time has passed when you go because mm -hmm. it's where you grew up. But what was something seeing it through Michelle's eyes that surprised <laughs> you? Um, that you never thought about it because Michelle is very analytical. Yeah, she have, analyzes the bejesus out of every. I moment have two other life. things. I have yes, two other yes, things yes, that are on yes. that list of like what was surprising. Well, but, yeah, go ahead. But what no, was yours? Let, let, what you, but yeah, yeah because Michelle's going to analyze something in a way that you took for granted your whole life. What, yes. what, what, did, what was it? You, it's like I was <laughs> yeah. there, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I know my best uh, friend. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> a little. Th there's two things, but it's related to the same uh, point. Uh, food um, and courses specifically for meals. That was okay. So that was the next thing on my list. So the next thing on my list was um, that I was so shocked. You know, they say the French people that they um, they say that oh yeah that they really sit down and do course by course by course. But like you really don't understand their meals are so dang long and and like no. they they sit down to these formal multi-course meals yes. every mm -hmm. single day breakfast lunch dinner that's it's true crazy well, and it's so funny that the french people move so much slower than americans do and they take time to savor every moment yeah. and even flo's parents calls him the tortoise he's the slowest <laughs> yeah. human they, they on call planet him until to the that's, turtle that's true. yeah like literally it's so funny <laughs> I, you know i i grew up with everybody telling me that i move at my own speed but um but it is it is true uh, i've noticed through michelle that we tend to eat a lot um like a lot we when we sit down to eat we eat for longer periods of time really? than um well did you notice that to be true too because you adhere to american 
habitual behaviors now because you've been here for six years. Right. So does it, do you see a disparateness for you? Like when you're here versus when you go home that you're, yeah. does it, are you shocked by how slow your parents eat now? Cause you're like, Oh my God, we got things to do. Um, not really. So funny enough, I have two different behavior when I live here and when I live, when I'm back home, mm. I, I'm, I'm not the same person entirely. It's very funny. Do I, you think you have a switch? Yeah. I, I pick up my, my habits back when I go home. I think that's true for all of us. Um, though, because even when I took Robert, ugh, Back home. I don't know. I wanted to change it. I actually tried to change his name today. He's like, no, I like it. It's the mystery of Robert. So, Robert, it will be. Uh, when I took him back to Alabama, he said, I see a different side of you that I've never seen before. And, and y'all will probably see that, too, because mom wants y'all to come soon to Alabama. Yes, please. Uh, I said, what is it? And he said, it's just, I've never seen you this comfortable and this relaxed ever. I don't know if you're comfortable and relaxed. I mean that's I mean I think ever maybe but, yeah. maybe that's not your default. I'm default right. comfortable relaxed and being here in Los Angeles I have to be on all the time mm. to make sure I've got my ducks in a row. But when I'm at mom's right. house, mom's going to feed me, mom's going to do the laundry, mom's going to do it all and mm. yeah, I can just relax. It's funny cuz I think for you from what I've observed there's because of the lifestyle that you guys live the 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 slower more country lifestyle in the south of france mm -hmm. you, there's actually more obligation and less relaxing when you go home really well it's in I some mean, ways yes in some ways no right well the reason also now is you know my parents are a different age than yeah yeah maybe I, now it's more well, and Lucy, it's more for me sister, too when i go home also your now. sister was living at home when you left in 2016 right Right, and since you since you come she back, yeah. she, your your parents are empty nesters now. So yeah, well, when when interesting I left, too. well, here's the crazy part: when I left, she wasn't uh, she wasn't an adult yet. Yeah, um, Ethan I, had that too because I I remember when I met Ethan, his sister was 11 years old, and now she's 27. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you right. went home you one day and you were like, what happened? When did you grow up? Right. Um, so I moved to a different country when she was still a teenager. And, uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, I moved here, of what, seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So it'll be eight years um, this year. So, it, yeah, um, it's just crazy. Every time I go back, I pick up, uh, you know, things that changed. Oh, this is not like that anymore or that. Um, but, yeah, so now when I go home to my parents, I usually try to help them out, you know, with the yeah. house. Because, you know, it's it's just where I grew up and things mm -hmm. changes and yeah. it's old and all that to get a replace things here and there. So I figured... Are you handy? I, His dad's very handy. I, well, my dad built the house, you know, I grew up he in. Built it? Yeah. He built himself? it? Himself? So there was, wow. uh, there was runes that was left on the older house. And what ruins. it Ruins. We don't have that in America. Nope. <laughs> okay, so uh, most houses in France are made of stones, mm -hmm. right? So there was one that was built. It was like a townhouse. She yeah. knocked out some levels and extended on the sides to make it like more like a plain leveled house. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember when I was a kid, I have some memories of him, you know, working the house. Yeah. Um, and um, and now, you know, the house has been finished for 20 years. And so it's a, it gets older and there's things that falls mm -hmm. apart. You got to replace it. So well, every time I go home, I just, I like to help. Yeah. It's also, I feel like, not that I know, because I've only been there once. But like, what from what I gather, it's the kind of place where 
you can't just always call somebody to fix something when you yeah. need it. You just well, you, you have grow to up, figure you it grow out up in yourself. A place, Michelle was saying what yeah what she found <clears throat> to be true about Montmirail. Is yeah. that right? Montmirail. Montmirail. Uh, that it was much like where I grew up in rural Alabama, and that there's just nothing out there. You're just out there and all by yourself. Close just, at six p.m. Yeah, and, right. and well, then that's don't when Robert open on Sunday. Robert was like, "What do you do when you want to order a pizza?" And I you said, "You don't. get over it." Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. you or you make one. <laughs> you get over it. I hope your freezer's stocked because there's nobody coming. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's um, in a way, you know, and that you know, I'm always used to that. But I told Michelle. Um, you know, uh, last time I was home, I realized that too is like uh, after being in LA for three years without coming back home, mm-hmm. and I went back home last summer. I've noticed one thing, and I told her I was like, when you go uh, to France with me, you'll realize one thing real fast is customer service is shit in, uh, in <laughs> France, sucks. or actually in Europe to uh, to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because do you they, like they that d- better in America that we're yes. just kind of nicer and they um, are you we are nicer and yeah. also there's there's just no sense of urgency too which is a cultural thing because they just take their time with it well that's why do you, you like america better in that for sense. that yeah. yes just because so you know you buy it's just nice to be nice yeah like if you go well, into a restaurant in france doesn't matter what part of france you're in you're going to be there eating for two hours that's the way it's going to be because mm-hmm. it's going to take that long well, it takes long. It, it, it's a multiple factor thing. You know, it's not just because it takes a long time to to serve, but mm-hmm. it's also because, um, you know, you want to take your time. There's multiple courses that comes, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But overall, um, you buy a product in a store. Um, something is broken. You know, you don't realize that until you're home. You yeah. want to return it. It just it takes so much more effort to return it to mm-hmm. your money back than it is here. Cut and to me ordering books <laughs> in the middle of the night, not even knowing I'm doing it, and send it back the next right. day on Amazon. And, and right. then <laughs> the other thing is, again, like the stores close at 6 p.m. Yeah. And if they're open at all during the week, and then and then what happens is if you are working, you just have to take the day off if you need to get That's a correct. part for uh, your garage door, which My is God. what happened because everything closes by yeah. the time you're off work. While we were there, his, yeah. the gate to his That's... his like driveway broke. So mm. yeah, we had to go in the middle of the day and go to this place so, to get it and bring it back for this month long journey. Uh, for you all, yeah, very just sort of quickly Reader's Digest version. Mm-hmm. Paint the picture. What did it all look like? Um, for you you want to do the overview of how our trip was organized, or should I? Sure. Um. So the way we planned it was, so we were for a month. The first week we arrived was were Christmas week to New Year's, which was just, you know, Michelle and I uh, with my parents and your my cousins. cousins and my aunt and uncle. We mm-hmm. just spent the whole And your uncle's together. the mayor of your town. He Correct. is. He's he very is. handsome. <laughs> uh, I showed them pictures. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> He's like, how do you know? So, so it was just all of us hanging out pretty much for that week and not doing much. Um, and then for New Year's, uh, Michelle Spiron joined us. So we spent New Year's mm-hmm. together. Hi, Mark. How's Shelly? Hi, right. Mama. Hi, Dad. Um, so we spent uh, New Year's together, which was awesome. And then after that, we um, spent the time traveling. So after the New Year's, we, um, my parents and I um, showed Michelle and her parents like south of France, so we mm-hmm. showed her like different cities. We showed um, we drew, we did a lot of driving around because my mom and her hip, yeah, which well, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, drive right. well. Plus well, also it was freaking freezing. 
Well, that's a different story. But yes, we came <laughs> the cold, we, at the coldest time of at, the year. All the whole time we were there, I was like, "It's really pretty. It's really pretty." In my in my brain, repeating it over and over again. But every you're time from I, Baltimore. Every time you're I shivered, I was like, cold. "It's really pretty. It's really pretty." Yes, but I've haven't lived in Baltimore in seven years. Yeah, they say your blood does get thinner. Yeah. Do you find you you can't handle the cold at home yeah. anymore? Yeah, yeah, he can't. They because I because <laughs> I I lived in New York for five years, and they say your blood does get thinner, and it, you. You you just adapt to a yeah. warmer climate um, in I, that way. I haven't I haven't lived at home in seven years, and also the other thing is, it gets cold in Maryland, but not as cold as the south of France, mm-hmm. which is weird because we get a lot more snow than they do. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, also I think we had a little bit of bad luck because this was the coldest week of. Uh, I the mean, year. of the year when we was, the, was when we got and, there. Uh, yeah. L- the moment we left, I'm not kidding. The sun came the, out. The, <laughs> His parents. The weather got better. My yeah. my parents were sending me like uh, you know cap- screen captures of like the <laughs> weather uh, you know reports and stuff like that, and it was just warmer. It snowed four. <laughs> it, it snowed four times while we were in. We, it snowed like at the like worst time. Like it was just crazy. Well, I, we chose really. I don't know. So just, this just to give you an idea of of why it's so cold where he lives, he lives next to an alp. Mm-hmm. Like it's One in the mountains. The well, <laughs> an alp. An alp. Is that, uh, it's a, <laughs> is that a thing? An it's alp? a big mountain that's no. that's in <laughs> is that Europe. What they call it's, it? it's well, an I know al- the it's an Alps, alp. but I didn't know they were no. I didn't know there were a you family of Alps. You can see snow covered mountains from so. his house. There's a reason it's cold. <laughs> yes. So Which Alp was it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's Rhone Alp. Right. But this is the region. So for, it's a the long Vercore story. The Vercore Mountains. Correct. Are what they're called. So the way it he works is, um, you know. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> the Alps is what separate us from, you know, the next country over, which is Italy. Part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and um, for those listening here that don't speak French to English, it was Italy. <laughs> Love you. Okay. Italy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so in a kind of French accent. I love it. Michelle will kill me if I start correcting your French accent again. Italy. She worked very hard to get that back. <laughs> my f- my parents find it very cute too. Potatoes. 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 In Jenna Jones. Anyway, continue. <laughs> right. Make fun of my sayings. Um, Apparently I'm starting to get to the point where I speak enough French that he's starting to find things that I say cute. So I like it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I started um, that phase. But yeah, so basically where I live, the mountains next to us is called Le Vercors. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's three or four sets of mountain chains. And then the last one is So you just Alps. have mountains everywhere. Mountains are cold. And yep. so you just have to deal with it. But um, Correct. Yep. But then you took a little d- time off. How, how, how long were you in Paris for? Oh, uh, so yeah, finish how we did the trip. Right. So <laughs> we showed, um, you know, Michelle and her parents the south of France. We showed her the mountains we live next to. We went to the, to the sea, the Mediterranean Sea. We showed them mm-hmm. a little bit over there. Different landscapes, um, different type of views. Like, it was great. Uh, and then... Um, after a week of visits, we then went to Paris for the second week, which was the last week of Michelle's parents, mm-hmm. and they flew out of Paris. So you were only there for a week in Paris. Correct. But Michelle said it felt like four months. I guess so. <laughs> did I? I? Know. I it know. didn't it's feel like did four months. Did it not? Not It was Paris. a lot. Paris was a lot. We huh? did a lot because, you know... 
Are you crammed four months worth it, of stuff it into was a week? Mine right. and my That's parents' first time there, and we yeah. did all the touristy things, which is not what I wanted to do. There were one or two touristy things that I had on my list, but of course, my parents had their list. And I was and like, tour in in Europe, I find that touristy, quote unquote, touristy yeah. things. That's very subjective. Yeah. Like, but because I mean, here touristy this, things are very stereotypical clear. things that you do when you Times go to, Square, to Paris, Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, you know those are touristy yeah. things. But the but the stereotypical things that you do when you go to Paris, we did all of them, mm-hmm. one in a row, one day after another without a break. Because which the, don't do that. By the reason the way. <laughs> I say it's subjective is because the touristy things in Europe is very historical. Yeah, not flashy for no reason yeah. like we have here in America. So I I take umbrage with that because we'll be doing all the touristy things because I don't know if you've heard. I have a history degree. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Um, So so anyway, we've never heard it before. Um, But yeah, don't do that. Take breaks in between or do multiple trips because we were so exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like some of it I couldn't enjoy, but also... Different cultures are, tend to be saturated with the same kind of thing because that's just what their culture is. Yeah. And for Fran- for France, it's food and art, right? Well, and I will say, to me, from my experience, there's also this quality that Paris has, that London has, yeah. that New York City has. Yeah. They're all the same mm-hmm. because at a certain point when you put so many people in uh, one spot, so close together Mm -hmm. there's only one way to work it out and that's the urbanness of it all so but so but i i enjoyed all of it and it was life-changing and i i really love paris how is your life beautiful um well you knew that was coming yeah (laughs) um you i don't know the world just seems smaller after you've seen half of it you know what i mean yeah it gets smaller i get that um your brain is your brain is like oh i have seen a lot of what the world has to mm-hmm. offer and i feel like i'm not in such this like crazy like <gasps> to take it all off, the boxes yeah. all off because well, a lot of it's similar to mm-hmm. each other too like paris feels like new york city except it's yeah. prettier and there's less homeless people <laughs> right well you know that's a that's a that's a podcast for a different yes, day but, <laughs> but, but, but the homeless population but yes, in but america it's just the, the world seems smaller um but i um i will say you get to the f- fifth or sixth day in a row of doing um, museum museums museum. and eating multi-course meals. Are you able to take it all in if you do that many museums you in can, a row? You can. Like you're just exhausted. Roll, run together. Well, here's the other thing is I also – there was one thing I was super looking forward to, and we scheduled it last, which I was not happy about. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got there, it was, A, the coldest day of the whole time we were in, mm-hmm. what in was that? Paris and and B I was so exhausted I like was cranky and couldn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I get cranky when I'm tired y'all. Um <laughs> uh <laughs> Flo and Kyle both know. Um yeah. first hand. First hand. First hand. <laughs> We've traveled together. We've um it done was it. <laughs> it was Versailles, Versailles, yeah. the uh, Palais Palace de Versailles and um the other thing is it was like the sixth or seventh day we had just gone and stared at paintings of mm-hmm. old rich dead guys and yeah. i was like i can't do this anymore 
<laughs> which I would love. Which they're beautiful. I didn't get to go to the Palace of Versailles because the one time I've been to Paris. Yeah. Um, I want to go back. And the area. It was Let's closed down because apparently in France, they protest for everything. Yeah, yes, they do. Um, yeah. so the There's protests happening now. Yeah. yeah there there you go. The farmers. Uh, so what was your favorite part of the whole trip, though? Fro- flow. I'm looking good at flow. Good question. By the way. Um, it's a very good question. I mean, to me, it was just showing Michelle where I'm from mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, where I went to school. and. Uh, oh, you went to your, back to your school and showed her the school you right. went to? Yeah, the little school. It's that very small. Oh. Like, I mean, like. Like Pioneer Women. Yeah, like <laughs> like small. One room. They also have church there, too. <laughs> yeah. The church is across the street, actually. But yes. <laughs> um, That's a reference to Little House on the Prairie. I got it. I was, you know, it's funny. Immediately before you said that, my brain was like Little House on the Prairie. Yep. And I was going to say it. And then you said it first. Um, did you, do you feel like you learned something about flow on this trip? Um. Yes. Well, hmm. there were. S- I don't know if I learned. I, I just reaffirmed some things I already know. A that he's a very hard worker and really good under stress and a good multitasker. Um, oh, but I mean, I already knew all those things. Um, and then B, but I didn't know how much. Well, you in know? every relationship, there has to be the panicker mm-hmm. and the one who can handle the panicker. I'm the panicker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that anybody listening had doubts. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and um, you got to know his family and his friends. Yes, and and um, I think you like can't fully know someone until you've seen where they're from. But I, yeah. um, I understand a few more things about him, like why they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see where yeah. someone comes from. You're like, oh, this I'm explains sure that. His mom and, and dad. You're this. like, oh God, <laughs> you do it too. <laughs> Which Flo has known your family for years now, and he's seen where you are headed mm-hmm. <laughs> in straight, your age, as you say, on a one way train straight to Shelly Castle. I say you're you're on a one way ticket to Shelly Town, real hard. Shelly <laughs> yeah. is my mother. <laughs> Um, but yeah, did you learn anything about Michelle on this trip that you didn't know, seeing her in a foreign country um, that's not foreign to you? So to me, the, the funniest thing about Michelle was like she went like full tourist mode. It was like her camera out all the time <laughs> taking mm-hmm. pictures of like things you're that to me were like, just like You're like normal that when things. we visit studios. Well, Robert was right. like that in Bug Tussle too. I was like well, it's just a why, field. Yeah. Right. Why are flowers. you taking photo- like, photos? Oh my god. <laughs> but when you've never been there, it's it is fascinating and you know, it's it, I think it's good to be touristy because everybody wants to not be touristy in the fact that they want to seem too cool for school and they want to um to just really feel like they fit in. And I'm like, but you don't fit in. This is not your place. Enjoy it. Take it in. Like David Attenborough, be a be a fly on the wall yeah. and see it. And I think it's great that you well, did that. I, I couldn't full I couldn't fully do that or relax. I feel like I wasn't myself for most of the mm-hmm. trip. You know, I'm like a really especially when I'm not working, I'm a really like happy go lucky, like yeah. like fun in your face, can't shut up kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um and I wasn't I, I think I was pretty reserved. Right. I also think that like, I could tell yeah. just by talking to you when we when we would talk because yeah. we, we communicated mm-hmm. across the world as much as we could. But also we were very aware, me, Robert, and Ethan and the, the family, we were very aware we didn't want to interrupt and take yeah. too much of your time because even though Thank you were you. there for a month, 
that's still a finite amount of time. Yeah. Um, I think the language barrier had a lot to do with the reason I was quiet, too. Could you see yourself going back and relaxing? Yes. You, like, can you already see a better trip next time? Yes, you know for, why? In the ways that it was kind of difficult for you? You know, as so, as someone who, a fellow person with an anxious brain, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like you get to this point of like, you go to a strange place that you've never been before and everything is foreign and everything mm-hmm. is strange and everyone's speaking a different language. The food is different. The water mm-hmm. is different. You're sleeping in a bed that's not yours yeah. for that amount of time. And you just kind of like shut off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and then eventually what happens is after being there for a while, it starts to, you're like, oh, this is my home here when I'm here. Yeah. Like we, um, we, there were some moments where like, when I w- would be out, if I did get anxious, I'd be like, I want to go home. And in that moment, home was Flo's house. Oh, and I okay. got to that point. Yeah, that, I want, that's, that makes a know, lot of sense. Like, that's my France home. And mm-hmm. when I'm somewhere and I'm like, I want to go in, in Europe and I'm like, I want to go home. That's where yeah. I'm going to be picturing mm-hmm. now. So, um, Well, we also had a big um, conversation at the end of a trip where, you know, we looked at each other and we said this was a big... Um, it was a trip, but it wasn't a vacation. Yeah. Just because, you know, the nature of the thing is it was the first time she, everybody wanted to meet her. Uh, right. All so friends. all your friends were really so excited to meet her. Right. Yeah. So exactly. we went to Paris and then we came back from Paris and my parents left from Charles de Gaulle in Paris and we came back and then we had a little bit more of a relaxing time. A couple of days we puttered around and then his sister uh, had her 25th birthday party like mm. a couple of days before we left. And that was like all hands on deck running back and forth, throwing yeah. decorations up, running errands like and then meeting every person that Flo has ever met in his entire life all at the same time. <laughs> so, and I'm sure that's pretty overwhelming to yeah. be explained who this is to Flo. Yeah. And so, but you know, I'll, it's exciting. I'll eventually get it. <laughs> well, next time we go, you go, we'll go with you and we'll let all the Americans descend on the <laughs> south of France. Hopefully, by the next time, I won't have to translate for Michelle As anymore. much. And so I'll be the one helping. Be, well, she'll be the Robert is uh, studying French right now, and yes. he's done it every well, day. Well, and Robert also speaks Spanish. Spanish. And I'm studying and that Spanish. Will m- that means it'll be really easy. It'll be really easy for him. Because there you go. Similar. There's one little nugget of information about the mystery man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, but I, <laughs> um, my, so anyway, back to Paris. I, I love it there. I could definitely live there. It's you so, so beautiful, and mm-hmm. it, yes, it, things move. You don't want to live there. Things do you move slower there, but not too slow. Like I enjoyed visiting. Flo's, you know what it is? Uh-huh. I think it's because everybody smokes. They can't run fast. <laughs> I, That's I, what I remember. Everybody yeah. was smoking. <laughs> yes. they, everyone smokes. Um, I enjoyed visiting Flo's uh, hometown and being immersed in like the place where he came from. It was like, kind of magical. But mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm hoping that next time it'll be a little more magical because I'll be a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. But I... Mm. Uh, and also it'll be a little less cold. Um, but I... I I feel like, and this is horrible to say, like yeah. how fucked up is our culture? Mm-hmm. As an American, someone who was born and raised in the United States, things move a little bit too slow for me there. I need something that's like, mm-hmm. th- I, am, I am getting in my older age as uh, an American to a point of like, I don't want to move as fast as I'm moving. 
and I'm being forced to just because I live here. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to move that slow. I want something that's like in yeah. between. Uh, Robert had a friend come into town the other day and then his friend had a friend from Prague, I think. Uh-huh. Very 20 something European. Yes. And they were trying to go out to West Hollywood and they were like, come on, come on, let's go party. And then the guy from Prague, he goes, don't you want to have fun? And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm not going to West Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) That's I, I, that's we're slowing down. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing is I realized also why Flo is the way he is as far as like how the weather is and how he like his, his habits with, with the, the seasons and his hibernation patterns and things like that. If this makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, in Europe, what I realized is they go dormant in the winter. Like they don't do things. And then when it's warm and it's nice out, everyone does everything everything all at once and like barely sleeps. Yeah. So they do nothing in the winter. They just sit around. Probably true as well. I've been to your home, your childhood home. Yeah. Uh, in Maryland and it's suburban yes and I think sometimes and you can kind of speak to this flow Mm -hmm. because I think this is a universal thing that some people who go from suburbia to big city they're like oh it's so different but then you see people who go from rural country to big cities that's what rural country is it's just like my it's like very slow it took me a while going back to Alabama to really enjoy and appreciate the rhythm of the and space the quiet you have to give it over to the rhythm of the space i think and i think you're gonna love just you're gonna know what to take your books your whatever your coloring books yeah. that for your mind yeah. whatever you're gonna take your space and you're gonna find very deep meditation in being in the south of france with your partner's uh family yeah that's what i think because it took it took me a while my partner robert he took to it like like a horse to water he loves bug tussle he wants to move there it's because he it's so opposite it. of where that yeah. where he's from he, he's yeah. only been in the city so he's yeah. he just loved it and i'm like okay uh, it we'll makes see. sense that he'd love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think I'm also I've experienced so many different places that are that are so different are different kinds of living that I like know the things that I like and the things mm-hmm. that I don't like and I can appreciate the beauty in all of them, but I don't necessarily want to live in all. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> well, and also I wonder if this will come in time for you all because now because I mean it was just a weird time I think and and I'm just gonna make some sweeping accus or sweeping accusations some sweeping statements and correct me if i'm wrong it's a weird it's weird that you got together through covid because when you're getting together with somebody you go to your family's house you travel together for the first time and y'all were y'all made a relationship like you probably travel when you're getting into a relationship in the first year yeah at some point it was y'all didn't get to do that at all it was supposed to be the case yeah so so this is really there was a lot of pressure on the trip (laughs) four years worth of pressure right so eventually you're gonna find your space because mom's building a new house for me and she's like this is your space this is your room in this house this is where you'll be and y'all don't have that stuff yet and you're gonna have your space you're gonna have your space when you go in there there'll eventually come a time when you can walk into that house without flow on yes. your on your arm and you'll know where you're going to go to your space right. and, and that's well, great and that's the other yeah. thing is i think flo's gotten there as far as like he's probably gotten there for my, with your house my right house. your parents house. i i was 
there for quite a bit. So by the end of the trip, I was like, okay, I know how this works. And I, well, and also you go in somebody else's house. Everybody has different rules. Everybody mm-hmm. runs That's their true. house different. Do yeah. I keep my shoes on? Right. Do I take them off? What, and also, what lights can I turn on? Where's the bathroom? What what do I like? How does this work? Yeah, a little bit more progressive. Southern south of France, European family is very different, completely different than a, a big, loud, crazy Jewish family yes. from the East Coast of America. Yes. And you know, there's always something going on all over, and there's little pockets, you know. So it's just really, it's interesting. It it's so fun to see you two come together on this trip. Um, Thank you. Is, is there anything that we haven't talked about that uh, was like, oh, um, that was something that stuck out that everybody, because yes. our friends, we have a big group circle of friends. I'm doing this episode for them. I know that there's people who do, I don't know that listen, but for them, like, what is something that our people should know about so, this uh, trip of y'all's? So remember I said, I talked about the food we do see sit and eat you know and take a long time to eat and we do courses after courses yeah um one thing that i came to realize because of michelle was we do eat a lot of cheese a lot of dairy um it's in every courses uh, one way or another and you don't realize it or i never realized it until she yeah out it so um, cheese is like salt in France. Like it's, it's just every, yes. every every Dairy's recipe is like, and then just a little touch a of salt. Seriously. I think that Flo has a bit of a, a lactose intolerance. Well, Do you really? I think I developed it uh, once I moved here. It's very interesting. Um, there's things, but here's the thing, though. I grew up eating raw milk or uh, mm-hmm. not eating but, you've but always drinking had unpasteurized milk, milk. right yeah. unpasteurized milk but also um you know uh raw cheese and stuff like that so my i like these things that we have to like if you're an american and you're going mm-hmm. to france you gotta watch out what type of cheese you eat yeah sometimes you can get you know sick and it's not something i realized until michelle was there so we had to watch out for that but i mm-hmm. could eat all the cheeses that's no problem but as soon as it comes to milk, now I have mm-hmm. I can I develop the sensibility. I think I'm the only person so. in my life who can still drink milk. Like I will still drink two percent milk, just a glass of milk. I still yeah. crave it. Right. So. I, I still like it, but I moved to, once I moved here. Now for the yeah. past couple of years, I moved to you know lactose-free milk. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So, but yeah, I, I've come to realize because of Michelle that uh, we have milk or you know uh, in mm-hmm. everything cheeses in every uh type of courses we do yeah. eat. and we do sit down for courses uh at a time and usually it's b- between like three to five courses per meal yeah and uh it's very interesting it, it's um a different pace so what happens is you eat less but you eat more courses mm-hmm. instead yeah. of having one here and you're done yeah you're gonna have between three to five, and you eat less. You pace yourself, and it that seems like so many decisions to make. It's it, it very, took me a while you know, to get adjusted to it right. too, because when I first got there, I'd eat, and we'd get to the third or fourth course, and I'd be like, "I'm full. I don't want anything." Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the trip, I was like, "I'm gonna have three bites of this and two bites of that," and I would eat a full mm-hmm. course meal. Yeah, I mean, and that's and I could tell you'd lost weight. When you came back from yeah, France, yeah, they eat healthier in Europe. So the way that they eat the slow, the slowness of it, I think, has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm, and I yeah. think, um, yeah, I, their ingredients are like they don't even have a choice; they're all organic. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. They they don't put shit in their food. Yeah, well, 
Before we go, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm just trying to like dig <laughs> um, through my brain to see what all the uh, curiosities that well, I could talk about are. I have yeah. okay. So my favorite part of the whole trip is uh probably the Eiffel Tower. I just love it. Mm. It's amazing. It's just so statuesque and like And we're about to watch crazy Eiffel. Yeah. The movie. That it's this there's this whole movie. It's so crazy. It's you say it's one of the most beautiful movies you've ever seen. It's cinematic like Art, you know, yeah, cinematic. it's one of those rare French gem. Um, you know, we can talk about it for hours, but uh, right. not a lot of French movies are to me worth your time. But I think this is one of those. I got to mm-hmm. see it, uh, and uh, it, I'm surprised it never made. Well, it and to you the, bought it in France on yeah. a special edition disc. Yeah. Um, and they, and it has no subtitles for English. It's just a French film that you must know French to see. It's mm-hmm. not dubbed. It's yeah. not subtitled. But then y'all found it on Amazon. So we're going to watch it tonight before yes. somebody gets wise and takes it off. <laughs> right. It's currently um, there. So if you get a chance to watch it's, it, it's yeah, worth it. The, the but yeah, the, it, it is a feat. It's taller than people think. It's so it's pretty. It's way taller It's just than, so pretty. It's very like steampunky and cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like it. It's very Do you like the flicker lights at night? We didn't get to see we it. We didn't get to see it. Oh, you didn't it. get to see it. I remember so when I, I have w- things to look forward when to. When I went there, the flicker lights, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do that. They were brand new, and everybody was like, oh, the French hate that shit. And I'm like, Why? Because really? it shines into their windows. Well, it's just so sporadically like it looks like sequins dancing in the light in the oh. middle of the night. I'll show it to you. Um, well, I thought it was gorgeous. I, I was like, that's cool. Nice. I yeah. never got to see it at night. We were always asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, but again, I, <laughs> it was a trip where we had a lot to see and cover. Mm-hmm. It was a first time. But next time we go back, it'll be a more leisure around mm-hmm. trip because you have seen most of yeah. the stuff yeah. that she had to see. So the other, I would say the uh, yeah, we, we would get to pick what mm-hmm. we want to see next time. I mean, that's that's wonderful, and that's the thing uh, we we've talked about it for um, uh, when we all do a trip because we're planning a trip mm-hmm. at some point. I would even be willing. To do things separately as well, because yeah. you, you know you're like I don't want to do all that. If I do, I'll just go off on my own and Hell go to yeah. the museum. Well, you're an adult, yeah, uh, an <laughs> so. adult with n- with no hip replacement needed. <laughs> I don't know. Since you've been gone, oof. <laughs> right? That's a story for you know. But I that's uh, not interesting to anyone so but <laughs> me I, and my doctor. I think my other favorite part of the trip was probably spending Christmas with Flo's family. Mm-hmm. It was just like a really nice way to start, even though when I landed, I was like super ill for the first yeah. couple of hours. FYI, we also did like a, a six-hour uh, meal yeah. uh, for <laughs> Christmas. It was our first big meal, and we like, I forgot to like say, be ready <laughs> to Michelle. And so the first course she ate, like she was hungry, and then I was like, no, no. There's like 12 more courses to come. This is going to take six hours. You should pace yourself. So get a little bit, but just a very little right. bit. But so I I really enjoyed it. It was it was that like first shock of like, I'm in a different place. Mm-hmm. All this thing, all these things are different. The food's different. Oh, his family's nice. Like it was. And then we, you know, exchanged present. It was just really yeah. nice. Um and then the other thing that I yeah the fact that you t- I saw the amount of presents you took to France I'm like oh, where you put it yeah but y'all did it yeah. <laughs> I uh, we made it work um, the other part that I really enjoyed was the nature just seeing all of the mm-hmm. like even his backyard like the the view <coughs> excuse me over the walnut groves that are there it's just so pretty um, and when we sat down to eat. His dad would make these things, and he'd be, and I'd be like, "Where'd this come from? Where'd that come from? Where'd you get this?" Because I know there, it's like a, 
neighbor left this on the doorstep. I gave him this. He gave me this. Like the, we were eating a apricot tart that his dad yeah. made, and I was like, "Where did you get the apricots this time of the year?" Oh, the neighbor grows them. He had extra. He gave That's them to really me. Nice. I gave him some of the the squash from my garden, kind of thing. Yeah, they they just do that. Where did you get the walnuts? Oh, the trees outside. We have walnuts. We have four walnut trees. We just pick them a certain time of the year and then eat them the rest of the year. It's crazy. Everything is just from there the the native dishes that they have for the specific region he's from they're manufactured in the town Mm -hmm. where he's from and they're distributed all over i love that. so it's it's every um town in france every city every village is known for something that is some kind of food or drink or some sort of like yeah, per- I mean that perfume, makes sense. We shoe, know whatever. We know some of it, like Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, or the Champagne region right. of France no, is where every- Champagne comes. So we know the stuff that gets so yeah, but those are the important that it becomes world known because we're all like, oh, it's not Champagne unless it came from Champagne. Yeah. It's sparkling wine. You know, we know those things, but it's funny. I want some walnuts from yeah Montmartre. Yeah, his his region is known for their walnuts, and I have some. Th- the, you have some? Can I eat one? Here, yeah. And then the, um, his thanks to his aunt and uncle. And then um, the region next mayor, to it. Mayor the, of Montmorel. Yes. <laughs> right. Hi, the, sir. The region next to his that we went to when we, were, we went to go visit the Haribo factory. They're known for their olives and their wine. There's a Haribo factory there? Yeah. Is yeah. that French? Is Haribo French? No. German. German. Oh. Yeah. That's neat. But they have big, big, like, distribution well i'm just so glad y'all had a good trip and you know we could talk for we're gonna we will talk for days and days and days about the trip i'm glad you're back we missed you it was very hard to not have you two here (laughs) um glad to be back um yeah we're, we're happy to be back um there's one other thing that i'll say about france that will shock you and it's the toilet culture (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe it's just Europe. I love, I love that I was wrapping it up, and now I'm like, well, let's oh, go. Sorry. Do, let's I had do to another say hour I about to say it. toilet no, 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 culture. Okay. What's the toilet when culture? You go to, one thing you should know when you go to France is always have a euro on you because the public restrooms, yeah. you have to pay to use them because that's how they keep them clean. P.S. It does not keep them any cleaner. Um, <laughs> but you do, if you have to pee, sometimes need to put a euro in the slot to open the door. Mm, uh, and then the other thing that I'll say is the way that their bathrooms are set up, they put the urinals outside of the bathrooms next to both the male and female toilet stalls. So you just so pee on the street? You just pee out in the open if you're using a urinal. That's weird. Anyway, but I mean, I'm okay with it. It's fine. I'm from the south. We go out back behind the behind the house. But with that, my gosh, what? <laughs> Sorry. A, no, no. I love that. I love that we ended on the bathroom uh, stuff. But there are people at the door. There's oh, Ethan. Oh yeah. When you have to pee in Europe, I mean, if you have to go to the bathroom, actually, not even if you have to go to the bathroom. Edit this out. <laughs> I will um, not. <laughs> when you are when you are in Europe. If you have a bathroom at your convenience and it is free to use and it's there, use it. (laughs) Because you don't know when the next time you will have a bathroom. They have this weird thing about not putting public restrooms places. There is. That's a real thing. We went to the mall in this whole three story huge mall. There is one in bathroom, one male, one female bathroom in, in the, the whole entire city? in the entire no, no, in the no like in oh, the entire God, in the entire mall. Culture. 
certain certain public places like that don't even have restrooms. Yeah. It, I, it's insane. I, I, so I forgot to mention that the first time we get to Paris, I forgot to mention that to Michelle and her parents. <laughs> and so we were we just arrived to Paris. We're about to leave the bullet train, and uh, I told Michelle you need to go to the bathroom, and she said, oh, "No, no, I'm fine." And I, you know, I mentioned that I think to her parents, or yeah. I asked, "Do you need a bathroom?" But I forgot to tell them why. Like I just, <laughs> for me, it was instinctive to ask yeah, because they know they I grew go. up there, right? So I knew that if you can go, you, you should go. go. Yeah, because yeah. you never know when the next one is going to be available. But I forgot to mention that. So then we come out of a station. It's a big station <laughs> in Paris. Really and again, my mom has a cane, and she had to go, and she had to pee, and we were right next to one in the train. Yeah, we, we were already out of the train. Can't go back to wild. the train. That's wild. We spent uh, yeah on a solid like thirty minutes like chasing one in the train station. Looking for the bathroom. It was all, there is one bathroom in the entire Paris train station. It's a huge train station with multiple platforms. There is one bathroom, and it is all the way on the other side of the train station. There is one bathroom for that whole place. You know, once it happened, that I'm like, we don't oh. do that in America. So then I explained it to him. I was like, if you if you found one, like you got to you yeah. know you you got to go when you can. Yeah. Here, so. there are public restrooms all over the place. If you're in a mall, there's usually like three or four of them. You Maybe, just, but they're not always Or you clean. just stop at a McDonald's. I don't know. <laughs> here, well, you know, it's the difference. Is like there, between the difference between here and there is that technically, technically, when you pay for it, it's supposed to be cleaner. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm marveling at the fact that the bathrooms left the biggest impression <laughs> on you. <laughs> From the whole trip. Because I was having strum stomach problems. Oh, that's true. And the amount of times that I had to hold whatever it is, whether it, whether <laughs> oh it be God. one thing or another. God. So nice <laughs> to hear. <laughs> Thank you. I love the this I was going to say my pee, but it's not just pee. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the amount of I'm times. roll the music now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times. That I had to hold my bowel movements for more than was comfortable oh is insane. If I don't have something wrong with my kidneys, I don't know. All right. Just on these notes. Don't, <laughs> don't go to Europe if you're pregnant. Okay. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. Speechless, right? I don't know how to end this show. <laughs> It's all my fault. We're d I'm delirious. Know. I worked today. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> We should have opened with that. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we've got a filmmaker and we've got a makeup artist. They went to France together. And France is the shit, I guess. You can find France. You can find Michelle at Mish Max Makeup. It'll be in the in the notes section on Instagram. If you mm. want to follow her adventures to finding bathrooms for the issues that she <laughs> has laid out. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to uh, talk to her about doing your makeup for events, for movies, for special things in your life. And if you love French people, you can find Flo. What's your handle? Um, uh, and filmmakers, if you like filmmakers. I yeah, so. filmmakers too. So my handle on Instagram is uh, Florent, F-L-O-R-E-N-T, um, space, my last name, C-O-R-N-I-L-L-A-C. Florent, Florent Cognac mm -hmm. uh, on all your social medias. And you can, of course, find me uh, at Kyle L. Henderson on all social medias that I'm on. And thank you for joining me for another episode. I'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.